the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Epistle for the Third Sunday after Trinity, St. Peter writes, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about, seeking whom he may desire. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are accomplished by your brethren in the world. It is arguable that St. Peter got this image of the devil walking about like a lion searching for prey from Job. The following words are written twice in the book of Job. Quote, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. God asks Satan whether in his walking about he has observed his righteous servant Job. And Satan comments that Job would not be so righteous if God were not so good to him. So God allows Satan to test Job's faith with various tragedies and pain. Job's story is brutal, but it does follow a biblical pattern. God's righteous servant is tested by the tempter. The pattern begins in Genesis. God creates human beings in his own image, but there is also a forbidden tree and a serpent which conspire to test the faith of God's children. It happened again after the Exodus. God led his people out of Egypt and they were, as St. Paul says, baptized in the Red Sea. And then they were taken into the wilderness for a time of testing. The temptation of Jesus in the wilderness in the New Testament reveals to us the identity of Israel's tempter. The motif of wilderness and testing is also present in the story of King David. King David was anointed God's king, was proclaimed to be God's chosen. He then spent an extended season of time running from King Saul, who wanted to kill him. And he spent a great deal of his time in the Judean wilderness. The Psalms of David reflect David's acute sense of being under attack. He constantly prays to be saved from his enemies. In the light of Christ and the New Testament, we understand that behind these enemies lie the enemy. And we pray the Psalms and the spiritual life with this focus. The devil is not interested in our mere disobedience. His goal is to draw the children of God away from their faith and prayer and union with God. His goal is to bring them back into the world, which is the realm of his dominion. Demonic temptation is aimed at our faith. It asks the same questions the serpent asked Eve in Genesis. Is God really good? 
Can we really trust him? If we remain faithful to him, will he really provide us with what we need? Demonic temptation in its truest sense is only faced by God's children. Those who do not belong to God already live under the devil's dominion. There is no reason to tempt them. They have no faith and no eternal destiny to lose. They already live for the world. The devil's work with his own is simply to keep them spiritually blind and keep them captive to the pursuit of the things in this world. But the devil roams about trying to draw the children of God away from their union with God, which is experienced through prayer. We resist the devil by continuing in our prayer and by being faithful to the commandments of God. Faithful behavior keeps the devil at bay. Sin brings guilt, shame, and fear into our lives. It creates distance from God and provides opportunity for the tempter to become the accuser. When we sin, the devil makes us feel ashamed and unworthy of God's grace. He tries to keep us from confession, of forgiveness, and reconciliation with God. And when sin becomes rooted in our life, when it becomes habitual, it leads to despair and a loss of faith. That is the devil's goal. St. Peter says the devil is looking for someone to devour. To devour means to use another for one's own purposes. And this stands in contrast with Christ, who gave himself for us and who gives himself to us for food. As Jesus said, quote, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The devil cannot devour people at will. There must be some weakness that makes us vulnerable to his temptation. We become vulnerable to demonic temptation when we become discontented, when we feel slighted or underappreciated, when we feel like we deserve more than we are getting. The tradition is that the devil fell because he was not content to be a glorious angel. He wanted to be equal to the more glorious Son of God. We are vulnerable to demonic temptation when we become discontented with who we are and with what God has given to us. For the devil will provide us with unfaithful ways to get more, to get what we think we deserve. Discontentment is wounded pride. And this is the reason St. Peter exhorts us to humility. Quote, 
all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humility submits to God. Humility accepts the circumstances in which God has placed us. Humility accepts the good that God is giving us in our real lives rather than holding on to the good we wanted but did not get. Humility waits for God in faith. Humility concentrates on eternal things rather than temporal things. When we focus in our prayer on the ways that God is working in our lives right now, to develop our faith, to make us more like Christ, we see that happening. We become contented and grateful. When we focus on the things we want but do not have, when we focus on what God has not given us, we become discontented, ungrateful, and eventually unfaithful. We fight demonic temptation through prayer, not occasional prayer thrown out in emergencies, but through the life of prayer. When we stay in our prayer, when we stay in our experience of union with the Father through the Son in the Spirit, we protect ourselves from the devil as he walks about looking for food. The kind of prayer that keeps us from demonic temptation, will not always make us feel good. The point is simply that we hold on to God, come what may. Job continued in his prayer. His prayer wrestled with God and questioned God, but Job never turned from God. David wrote and prayed the Psalms during his seasons of trial. David was honest about how he felt, and sometimes he complained. But he always held on to his prayer. He never let go of his hope that God would eventually rescue him. God vindicated Job and rescued David. And they are examples for us in the battle against spiritual evil. If we will hold on to our faith, and to our prayer, if we will hold on to Christ always, he will deliver us from the evil one. He will keep us safely in his kingdom, and he will eventually fulfill the desires of our hearts. As St. Peter exhorts us, quote, Therefore, humble yourselves under the almighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.